Let us pray together. Dear God, as we approach Christmas, we thank you again for your love coming down at Christmas. Love to the loveless shown that we might lovely be. And we pray now that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would liberate and spark anew our imaginations so that we might live our lives faithfully in response. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. On this last Sunday of Advent, it's gone quickly, hasn't it? We are being invited to dare to imagine God's face. Getting ready to see God's face revealed to us in the face of the little child born in Bethlehem. And in this child's face to discover that God is love. Let me begin with a little story about faces this morning. Back when I was five years old, my parents both came home one day wearing brand new pairs of glasses. I remember that day so very well in Iowa City because it was not a happy day for me. And it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with their horn-rimmed glasses. It was because wearing that brand new pair of glasses, I thought absolutely for sure that they were imposters. Fifty-three years later, uh, this past week, science, an article Science has helped me finally to understand what my five-year-old self was experiencing. You see, I learned that as kids, we learn to recognize faces in two different stages. In the first stage, we only recognize people by their overall features, skin color, nose shape, beard, no beard. If the beard is shaved off or if the glasses are changed, recognition can be completely lost, like me. But later, kids learn to recognize more subtle face differences, like the unique distance between eyes and nose and mouth, what makes you, you, and me, me. As adults, by the way, this is what allows us to go to a class reunion and even after 25 years to be able to recognize someone. This is what I was walking down Queen Street on Friday and I saw Carmen Horst, pastor of James Street, a half a block away, wearing a mask. I looked in her eyes and I knew who she was. How is that? Facial recognition. Now, one thing that uh, you probably noticed from our title today is that there is a brain disorder called, and I practice this all week, 
prosopagnosia. Let's say that together. Prosopagnosia. Prosopagnosia. One more time. Good, Phoebe. It means face blindedness. And with this brain disorder, we look into the faces of others, even our loved ones, and we can't tell any face from the other. I want you to remember that because we'll be returning to it a bit later. So our worship focus today, daring to imagine the face of God, got me to thinking, what if we were to view the whole Bible as the gripping story of the human family's search for the face of God? And, and even more importantly, as the gripping story of God's effort to reveal God's loving face to us. What if? That's what the Bible is. In the Old Testament, God's face is often, often mentioned. As we heard today, the beautiful words in Psalm 80, restore us, O God, let your face shine that we may be saved. Now, I want to be clear about something right away. When, we're, when in the Bible we hear people asking or seeking God's face, they are not actually looking for God's nose and eyes. This is a metaphor, a word picture for seeking the presence, the presence of God in our lives, which we all yearn for. Let me give you some examples from Scripture. High atop Mount Sinai, Moses finds and discovers God and meets and speaks with God face to face as one speaks with a friend. Isn't that lovely? Elijah discovers God's presence, God's face in the silence. Hannah seeks God's face and presence in the temple. But in the Hebrew scriptures, there's one story that marks the beginning of people discovering God's face in a completely brand new place. It comes when Jacob, after a night of wrestling with God and seeing God's face, face to face, when Jacob is then reunited with his brother Esau, whom he, had, he has grievously cheated and from whom he expects bloody payback. Remember that story? But instead, what does Jacob get from Esau? But grace. Grace, what we need the most when we often deserve it the least. Jacob receives his brother's surprising compassion and kisses and tears. 
And then Jacob says something absolutely unforgettable to his brother Esau. To see your face is like seeing the face of God. To see your face is like seeing the face of God. Friends, this is huge. It's a breakthrough for the human family. Here begins the healing of the human family's sad and sinful face blindedness, our inability to see the face of God in each other. Spiritual prosopagnosia. And for those with eyes to see and those with ears to hear, this shift lifts the family, the human family out of our endless cycle of violence and hatred into a beautiful world of kindness, justice, and mercy. When we see the face of God in each other, we can't kill each other. We can't hate each other. We can't demonize one another because you bear the image of God, and so do I. In my view, this is one of the most, the most significant stories in the Hebrew scriptures. And you know what I discovered this week? Sadly, it never appears anywhere in our three-year lectionary cycle of scripture readings that we share with Christians around the world. What an omission. And then at Christmas, and then at Christmas, now our search for God's face takes a quantum leap forward in Jesus, the little child born in Bethlehem. This little child is God's face finally and fully turned toward us. 2 Corinthians 4 says, we see the full glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Love to the loveless shown that we might lovely be. And as Mary, dear Mary, tells us in her Magnificat today, her little child is about to show us what God's love looks like in public. Decentering the proud and gathering in the humble. Bringing down the mighty and lifting up the lowly. Prying open the hands of the rich and filling the hungry with good things. And then, when Mary's little boy becomes an adult, he starts teaching us to start looking for his face 
in the faces of the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, those without clothing, the sick, and those in prison. Do you know what that means for us this afternoon as we go caroling outside the prison? We are singing not only for those inside, but through them, we are singing to Jesus. Our Lord Jesus brings a Copernican revolution, a fundamental paradigm shift in our spiritual development as human beings. Our world is forever changed when he teaches us to look for the face of God in the faces of our neighbors. And it's one of the crucial ways that Jesus saves us, saves the human family from our own self-destruction. So let me close by returning to the story of my five-year-old self not recognizing my parents. This is where it gets really interesting. Science tells us that something very similar occurs when we as adults first meet people of other races or who are vastly different than us. We revert to seeing like little kids. Are you with me? All we see is their differentness, their different face color, their different hair texture, their different eye shape. At first, they all look alike. I'll give you an I had experienced as well that all Chinese people seemed to look alike. I'm getting reverb here. But the interesting thing is that Jeanette and my closest Chinese friends would sometimes confide in us that when they first started seeing Westerners back in the 1980s, all of us big noses as we were hatred and suspicion are present we can stay frozen at that stage forever permanent permanent face blindedness. Think about that. But friends, with God's help, 
our face blindedness can be healed. And we can learn to see more clearly across racial divides. And now I'm going to get really close to home. And with God's help, we can also learn to see across the huge political divides that are all around us. We can and we must learn to see in the face of every conservative or every progressive the very face of Christ. And where do we get to practice this all the time? Right here in our church. One conversation, one loving conversation at a time. Friends, God's love came down at Christmas. Love to the loveless shown that we might lovely be. And so this week, may we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet. And may they see the face of Christ in us. Amen.